Hello, my name is Jamila Rizvi and we are jumping back into your feed today with a mini episode of Anonymous Was a Woman. Today, you're going to be hearing from author Zoya Patel. Her debut book is No Country Woman, which is a collection of memoir essays on race, identity, and the diaspora. It's out now through Hachette Australia. Zoya is an amazing young woman. She was named ACT Young Woman of the Year, in fact, in 2015 mostly because of her commitment to raising the profile of women and particularly women of colour in the media. She is also the founder and editor of Feminastry, which is a very cool online feminist arts and literature journal. She was a judge for this year's Stella Prize. I am a writer of fiction and non-fiction and my debut book, No Country Woman is a collection of essays. It's about race and feminism and identity. And I remember reading the blurb of it for the first time that the publisher wrote and they were like, it's full of heart and fury. And I was like, I'm not angry. Am I angry? Uh, And then I reread the book and I am totally angry about (laughs) racial inequality and gender inequality. So those are the topics that most float my boat. I have a very varied um, style of reading. I like reading a bit of everything. So I read fiction and nonfiction quite regularly, but I can't fall asleep at night without reading a novel. So I always have uh, a novel on the go. And then often I have a collection of essays or something like that that I'm also reading. And in terms of literature, I am not in any way highbrow. So I'll read a lot of literary fiction, but I also read a lot of trash and I greatly enjoy it. And I particularly love reading young adult fiction, especially um, young adult fiction that's coming out these days that has a real focus on diversity and equality. And, you know, it's the kind of stuff that I wish I'd been able to read growing up. I also have a deep love of fantasy and that always shocks people. And I secretly want to also write a fantasy series, but I've been told that I'd need to come up with a bunch of pseudonyms because it's kind of off brand. Reading as a woman of color has always been really complicated because Early on in my life, I learned to project myself onto characters that didn't share my identity because everything I read was really white. And I would try and imagine myself into these stories and into these places. And it took a lot of a lot of stretch. So I was doing a lot more work just to enjoy books than I think a lot of my friends were. And so as I started writing more, it really became a focus for me to try and enhance diversity in what I was writing. And therefore, I started trying to seek out books that had more diversity. And so the intersection between race and reading became very um, like a natural order of things for me. It had to happen. And it was always happening, right? Because if you're a person of color, race intersects with every part of your life. And that's just inevitable. And then feminism, I came to quite early. And I don't think I realized it, but I was always drawn to feminist um, literature and feminist characters and it's actually one of the reasons why I've never actually enjoyed Jane Austen controversy because people would claim that she's a feminist author and I just couldn't get behind some of the the messaging in those books so from a from before I really understood the term feminism I was reading as a feminist I would say and now of course once you kind of fly the flag as a feminist of color who cares about these issues uh you get inundated with great books from people all the time so my reading is always skewed heavily towards uh women of color and that's a 
a thing that I really love and that I feel really lucky that this is the time that I'm writing and reading in where people are actually starting to, you know, acknowledge the, the whiteness of publishing and, and trying to dismantle that. There are so many books that I would love for other people to read and especially books that look at these issues around race and feminism that have meant a lot to me and have really grown my thinking. But one that I surprisingly think of more often than I ever thought I would is a collection of essays by a Canadian Indian writer. Her name is Durga Chubose, and the collection is called Too Much and Not the Mood, which is actually a Virginia Woolf quote as a title, which was the first thing that kind of drew me to it. And a really great friend of mine saw Durga in a writers' festival and got this book and got it signed for me because she just had this moment where she thought Zoya would get a lot out of this, and I really did. And the thing that really struck me in this book is it's not actually about race. It it is and it isn't. It's a collection of beautifully written essays. And to me, it's a celebration of writing. It's just an incredibly written book. You get really lost in its pages. But when she does write about her experience and there's an element of memoir that comes in, it was one of the first times that I've read something that actually resonated with my really specific experience of being a first-generation Indian immigrant to a Western country who has grown up in the Western country and therefore the gap that exists with my parents and myself and then the culture that I was raised in and the culture that um, I was born with. And she writes about it in this way that is so simple and beautifully crafted that I had so many moments where I'd just be like, huh, that's exactly how I feel or wow, I've never thought of it like that. And it sparked a lot of conversations for me. So I think it's a great book to read if you just love reading. But I also think that it's a type of book that as Shrek would say, is an onion with layers and you keep peeling back those layers and you get something new every time you read it. The norm is that you read books by men and books by white men and often books by privileged white men. So it took a long time for me to kind of unpack that ingrained kind of inherent misogyny um, that affected the way that I read. And I don't think I would have really understood the way that that then impacts the careers of women writers until the Stella became a thing, because I was still a baby feminist when the Stella was uh, founded. And I remember being struck by it and surprised that I hadn't thought about it more. But most importantly, not just the prize, but the Stella Count, which is released every year as well, that really looks at the trends in the publishing industry and reviewing um, and how they agended. And that count has made such a big difference in terms of the representation of women in publishing, but also the way that we value women's writing. If there's one thing that really struck me while judging the prize, it's that there is a huge amount of amazing talent in Australian writing um, and Australian women's literature, both fiction and nonfiction, is just burgeoning with talent. And that's really amazing to me. And it's one of the reasons why I think the Stella Prize is incredibly important and something that I'm really proud to have been involved with. That was Canberra-based author Zoya Patel, who, if you didn't catch it, recommended Too Much and Not the Mood by Durga Chubose. Please make sure you head into your local bookshop or even better, don't go there and order online while staying at home because there is nothing better to do in isolation than read. 